Hello, sweetie. This is Aidy, also known as R2D2, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast. In fact, I was bribed into leaving this message. I was paid in sex in advance. <laughs> okay, not really. But you can't blame a girl for dreaming, can you? And Dave, I promise I won't mention the World Cup. This is Daryl with Reaper Miniatures, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast. This is XAIR Mark 99, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast. This is Reaper Brian from Denton, Texas, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast. Uh, I'm Casey. I've never listened to the Order 66 podcast or D20 or actually any podcast. It's just something I never have the time to do, but I appreciate all the effort that uh, people who make podcasts do. I know that there's a lot of information that needs to be disseminated. I'm sitting at uh, ReaperCon 2012. Uh, I have nothing going on, but I'm having a great time. I hope everyone else is, too. This is Sarah at ReaperCon, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast. This is Rodney Thompson, game designer for the Star Wars role-playing game at Wizards of the Coast, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast. What's going on, guys? What's happening? D20 Radio, your gamer's role. Execute Order 66. Coming at you live on Ustream and by podcast at d20radio.com. This is the Order 66 podcast, brought to you by mapsofmastery.com. Well, uh, greetings and salutations, and welcome back to the Order 66 podcast, episode number 157, live from ReaperCon 2012, and we don't get the usual blast of applause because, well, we're broadcasting in the middle of the con, you know. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's um, uh, they, this, is a, this is a good thing, actually. Normally, you know, we broadcast, wait till after the auction's over, and everyone's leaving, and we have a dedicated group of people that are just around just listening to the podcast, but now... We have a smaller group of dedicated people here at the table, and everyone else would normally be watching is actually playing games, which yeah. is a marvelous thing. Uh, Reaper took care of us this year, man. Yeah, we've got a nice table right in the middle of the gaming area. There's a painting area down yonder. Uh, the auction's going to start in about two hours, and ReaperCon will be over. It's sad times. It's sad, but God, it's been a good time. I know. Anyway, I'm GM Dave, one of your hosts this evening, and the other dude here... GM yeah, Chris. that's GM Chris. That's me. What is up, Gamer Nation? Welcome to ReaperCon 2012. We are live. I am losing my voice. Um, my tonsil is about to explode. Um, I've been uh, uh, gaming now and, and running games uh, for, God, since what? Thursday? Thursday, yeah. Since Thursday. It's Sunday. Um, and we have had an absolute blast right now. But we're glad to have some uh, special guests here for the duration of our episode today. Uh, let's go around the table and, and let's introduce ourselves. All right. So, uh... I'm Rikoshi. You may remember me from last year's ReaperCon episode. Ooh. I was there, yeah. Coming in from Cali. Yeah, coming in from Cali. Very nice. Yeah. I'm Polly, uh, also known as GM Teal Fox. Uh, I live here in Dallas. Uh, this is my second ReaperCon. Uh, having a blast. 
Very nice. And Paulie and uh, and 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 Rikoshi or Kev, Kevin uh, were, played with me virtually the entire con. I thought it was apropos because they pretty much came here to do nothing but play Star Wars. Uh, that we we talked for a while, and of course the third and uh, the the third special guest on our podcast, uh, a voice you, probably many of our listeners know very well, who also did nothing pretty much but play a lot of Star Wars. DM Vincent. Oh, for initiative podcast. Boom, 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 boom. Dun, dun. Boom, boom. Yes. Dude, you're, so you're living in Dallas now, man. No, Denton. De- you live in Denton. Is right here. Your, is this your first time coming here to Reaper? Yes, it is. What's wrong with you? What do you mean? Well, you live here. I'd be here every day. <laughs> oh, no, no. I like Reaper Con. No. Oh, okay, okay. But you've No, been I've been down here about four or five times since I moved here, yeah. Oh, okay, good, good. Because yeah, I know, like, like, I don't know if you... Do you paint at all? I don't know if you're into yeah. painting. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have paint classes on Saturdays and stuff. It's Do they? I didn't know that. Free. Okay. It's they have like paint workshops. It's fantastic, Hi- highly, highly recommend it. Uh, it starts at like noon to six every Saturday. Um, and to be fair, I didn't come out here just to play Star Wars. I also came to uh, eat real barbecue and Frito pie. Oh yeah. Elaborate. Well, we don't have either of those things in California. I- I've so. seen barbecue restaurants in California. Uh, well, you you have seen them, Not but it's real sort of like barbecue. You know when you uh. You know, you, you you have like you know like a a Japanese restaurant in the strip mall. It's just not quite the same thing. <laughs> you see, you said that, and I said, when you see a Japanese restaurant, when you see a stripper in a Japanese restaurant, I'm like, maybe in Tokyo. That's uh, you know, I don't know. That's that is a different kind of establishment. Well, welcome all of you. Thank you. Um, we're going to be talking about ReaperCon. Yes. We don't really have it. I mean, as much as last last year, we don't really have uh, super notes in a, sh- in a format. We do. We are going to bust into a segment. If we I'm do not have mistaken. one listener segment, um, that we'll, um, mi- yeah, mid show. Obviously, we got we got was it, was it raconteur? I believe it is fat raconteur. We we have a species menagerie coming, so you all will get some actual. Yep. You know, uh, so content. D- d- <laughs> does this does this mean that Phil has been slacking on his uh, next? Uh, no, he was on the last segment? show. He was on the oh, last show. All right. He was, he was on last show. He okay. was on the last show, but he's still slacking. I know you're waiting for him to get to I Shein. Mean, he had <laughs> he had an hour and a half notice that we were having a show today. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not like we didn't announce it last show. I like the point that Rack and Tour had his next episode out to us a day later. Oh yes, Phil. Ooh. Serious competition. I call that a bitch slap. <laughs> so we're in the middle of an edition wars game. Yes. And we figured we might as well just kick off the podcast because, you know, hey, we're just sitting here playing anyway, and it's fun. It, it, it's, it's pretty good. I don't want to consume does the it podcast. Have to, what does it have to do with Star Wars? That's a really good question. Um, but I'm sure most of our listeners know that we've obviously published the game, Edition Wars. Uh, it's in it's in actually being produced right now, literally in the production warehouse, like being made and printed right now. Sweatshop. Yeah, in the in the Chinese sweatshop where <laughs> where they have them made, no doubt. Um, oh, can we do like a This American Life expose on it and then have to retract <laughs> it later? See, was oh, that too soon? See how it goes? I think that was too uh, soon. Yeah, the yeah. untold story. Oh my! Uh, uh, so okay, so we were we were really cool. So Weeper contacted us, and uh, when we were talking about you know coming out again, and basically they said, okay, we're, we're going to change the con up this year. Traditionally, this con has been like mostly about painting and minis, and they've had games as like a side thing. And Reaper Brian um, basically said, I don't want that to be the case again. He says, he says painting and minis, you know, it's what this con started about, but people, most people paint minis for a reason. To game with them. Alright? And so, and so, and, and most painters are gamers, and they love gaming. Um, 
You couple that with the fact that, you know, as you guys know, listeners know, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, uh, Reaper got the exclusive contract for Pathfinder Miniatures, all right? And so Reaper and Paizo were very much attached at the hip at this point. Um, and, uh, and, and so Paizo is sending a lot of people out here. In fact, we are, we are what? We are, I, am, I, am, I am 10 feet away from yeah. the Greg Vaughn at the moment, who is GMing a Pathfinder game. Uh, for a bunch of very eager people, and uh, he is destroying them mercilessly, um, and it's it's been a hoot. So they they cleared out the con man, the the central factory area. They moved everything. I mean, look, what do you, I mean? What do you guys think? I mean, how much? This is a, a great gaming space. You know, I, I I like that we're not relegated to the uh, like the closet this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah up there, up, up there, relegated up there to behind the, closet. the glass. Yeah. yeah, very true. You oh, you're a gamer. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Yeah, it gave it gave it a really good con feel. That's yeah. the, that's the big thing. Yeah. Now, Vince, this is your first time at ReaperCon, man. I mean, yes. What do you what do you, I mean? Like we all we've been here before. It's a very small con, but it's it's always had like this for us at least. It's got this family feel to it, man. I mean, what are your thoughts on the con, man? You're a very experienced con goer. <laughs> very experienced con goer you know, compared to most people. Oh yeah, I, I go yeah Pennsylvania. There was Mepicon and there was uh, Betacon and I went to Gen Con obviously. So. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts? It's a very nice con. I think it was a little bit needs to be a little bit more organized as far as the tables go. But I'm helping Brian out with that next year. So oh, oh, he's back next year. But wink, wink, nudge, wow. nudge. It'll be a little bit more organized, and maybe a lot more people will be in the games ahead of time. And that's that's the big thing, you know. It's it's uh, unlike the painting classes for games. It really is first come, first serve. So it's 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 like that. But basically, you know, hopefully, hopefully not anymore. Um, uh, that's going to change definitely. I, I, you know, I whatever, whatever's going to be best. I just want it to. I want it to run smooth and clean, uh, and get a lot of good people out here for it. We had, uh, but Reaper, Reaper contacted us and basically gave us a table. The entire con, they gave us a table from the opening of the doors on Thursday to the close on Sunday. They said, "This is yours. Podcast from it, game from it. You tell us what you want to run, when, and we'll do it." Yes, that. So, so consequently, man. We set aside two uh, two slots Dude, for edition wars. We had edition wars. We've uh, I think you've run how many games? How many Star Wars games have you run? Four, uh, three. D twenty Radio has run. That's not what I asked. Oh, me personally? Yes. Uh, I have run seven Star seven. Wars games. Uh, I've run seven Star Wars games. We've run nine total. Um, how Brad? many different modules, though? Uh, you had the bounty hunter. You had we, the bounty we, we had, had the, the bounty, bounty hunt. hunt. That was the majority right. of it. That was the two-hour event where uh, we, we we talked about it earlier. Um, I ran five of those. Brev ran one. Cat ran one. Um, we had three parties out of the seven games succeed. Um, although I'm looking, looking what, what was the final number of PC deaths behind uh, me on the board? Thirty-two. Thirty-two player 32. character deaths in that in that. Um, uh, when I first when I first ran this on Thursday, we had a I mean it was it was packed, and we had um, uh, the first two modules. Everyone it was total TPKs, and the third you guys uh, you guys pulled it out. I think Vince, were you were you in that one too, Vince? Not the third one. Not no. the third one. But you were you you were in one of the victorious ones, yeah? Yeah, I was a second right after them. Okay, the on the Friday morning. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, we'll point out that two of those thirty-two deaths are me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it's worth noting. So two of my groups uh, out of the five I ran managed to succeed. Uh, Breb's group succeeded. Cat, Cat TPK'd her party. So congratulations to Cat. <laughs> yeah, Cat. Where's Cat? I don't know. She should be here. 
She was up. She was well, dude. She was here late running Star Wars. I would not blame her for sleeping in. Yeah. Um, but the last bounty <coughs> was up to seven hundred and ten Reaper bucks, and it it will remain unclaimed. Um, that is a princely Aww. sum. It is a it is a princely princely sum. Um, talking to Brian about maybe something to do with it before the auction starts. We'll see. Uh, working on some things. Wag Star Wars. What? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, all right, let, let's let's talk Star Wars, guys. So, you guys obviously played. Uh, all three of you played many versions of of the Great Hunt. Um, let's talk about the Great Hunt first. I, I'm interested to get favorite moments and feedback, and 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 you know what you enjoyed about the game and and your experience with it. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> now I'm speechless. I'm emotional. <laughs> Yeah, I played in three of the the hunts and uh, was able to uh, get two of them, you know, successfully. The other one, <laughs> I was eaten. <laughs> it was. It was uh, You're literally eaten. Uh, literally. No, uh, no I, I just was. Yeah, it was eaten. <laughs> the, nom, nom. the challenge is great, and I think it's a testament to seeing how party dynamics can affect a how well a game can go and party uh, party. <laughs> Strategy. Um, I had a blast. Uh, I think the encounter was really well designed to put the fear in uh, players, and uh, the fact that there was a two-hour limit that really you had to quickly make decisions. It was interesting. Uh, it was a blast. The, now, Vince, thoughts? Oh, well, seeing the game was very hard at first, but I noticed it with your pre-gens. The game was harder to beat, but when people brought their own characters in, it seemed like they threw a wrench into everything you had. Well, because they pre-planned like, "Aha, I'm gonna get Chris this way well, and that people, way." People know their own characters like yeah. they're never gonna know a pre-gen. Now, having said that, mechanically, the pre-gens were disgusting. If you if you knew how to use them, and and you guys you guys saw people that would play the same pre-gen for two or three times, mm -hmm. they'd get it. And Brev made all the pre-gens. Um, yeah. So I mean, there was like a Tagorian grappler. Were any of you in the game where he actually went toe to toe with the Rancor? Yeah, no, I was in that one. Yeah, no, I was not. Uh, I mean, because <clears throat> so the the final threat for the for the, uh, the the big threat for the Great Hunt is of course a, a Rancor. I scaled down from a CL eleven to a CL nine. The only special ability he had was that he ignored the difficult terrain caused by the sludge. Okay, that was that was it. Um, despite you know creative module writing and flavor text to the contrary. And again, intended to invoke that fear, uh, but the Rancor uh, scaled down to a to a CL nine uh, had a plus twenty five to his grapple check. Uh, the Tagorian had a plus fifteen, and for two solid rounds, the Gra the Rancor was unable to grapple the Tagorian because I just rolled I rolled poor, he rolled high. So what's up? What's up? Oh, oh, we we have we have another player. Want to grab a chair? <laughs> grab a chair. Sit down. Pass a mic. Ah, we, we, yes. we have another entrance. Introduce yourself to everyone listening. And Hi. everyone watching. <laughs> yeah, watching. Ah, yes. uh, my name's Charles. Uh, happened to uh, know Chris from uh, his many attendances here at RipperCon now. Yes. I played with you many times, Charles. So we're talking about we're talking about the Great Hunt. Um, I mean, and Vince, Vince brought up a good point about, about playing with pre-gens versus the pre-made characters and stuff. You played all pre-gens. That's correct. And you, how, did you play once or twice? Did you play the hunt? 
uh, twice in the hunt. Did you play the same character both times? I did not. Okay, what did you play? Uh, first round, I was uh, the Togorian that uh, happened to have the dubious privilege of being Togo Treats for the ranker. <laughs> uh, second round, I was... One of the Jedi. I do not recall which. Were you the Were you the um, the human Jedi or the? Yes, uh, yes, I was the human Jedi. Okay, Dak, 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 the yes. human Jedi. Okay, which character did you prefer? Given their performances, <laughs> <laughs> dice rolls aside. <laughs> um, I I liked the idea of the Tagorian much better. Yeah. Uh, just uh, unfortunately, luck was not with me and did not perform to oh, my desires. Very nice. Very nice. Favorite moments about uh, playing in the Great Hunt? Honestly, Togo Treat. It was the highlight for me. Being eaten? Being eaten. No, you and Paul have something in common. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Paul's got the sad panda face <laughs> of doom. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Although, uh, to be honest, I must admit that uh, clinch victory we pulled in that second round was a shock to all. God, was that that was that in the morning or in the evening? Friday, that, that was Friday. That was morning. Friday morning. Yes. Um, that we had we had four players down. Yeah. Nobody was on their feet. At the nobody. End. Yeah. Dude, nobody was on their feet because the the two the two range fighters who were left were yeah. prone. It was me and you. Yeah. It was. It was. And, sorry. Yeah. It was. I I had actually come in with a, a created character, not a pregen. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about your created character. So. Yeah. Um, after playing it the night before, you know, went out, went back home and just said, okay, I'm going to create something that is just designed to do a ton of damage from range. Because well, I don't want to go toe-to-toe against a ranker. What was this? He's a soldier. Was, okay. Uh, he had uh, rifle mastery. So when he, had uh. a heavy when he had a heavy blaster rifle, he was doing 3d12 damage. He also That's had assured sick. attack, which means re -roll he rolled the lowest, the lowest damage, damage, damage dice. dice. Great. He was a damage-dealing guy. That's all he did. And he was designed to survive if he took hits because he took second, extra second wind, huh? and he took a feat that allows him to take two second winds in an encounter <laughs> rather than in a day. So, so my second wind, unstoppable combatant, uh, and because my con was 18, I would get 18 points. Right. Back. He was he was designed to survive that encounter if he could. That was and it was it was. I don't even think you did. You even have to second win no, though. No, I didn't. Because no. you, I mean, you you used you used the terrain to your advantage. Yep. You kept out of his reach and you just aimed and blasted I, yeah, as my, often as yeah. you possibly my could. My job was to take them down. So, that was. I mean, that was that was hectic. I mean, I remember. I was, I was literally. There was a point where it was like, yeah. I, I remember. I remember turning to you guys. I'm like, I don't think you guys are going to pull this yeah. out. There's just no way. Yeah. And and it was it was Vincent Pauly and and you guys were yeah. just you know I was using a scout blasting away on the ground and he was blasting away yeah we were you just, guys got knocked prone we by got a knocked slam. Prone and we're just blasting this ranker <laughs> please please don't kill us and uh, yeah it was it was very it was very interesting um, crowd control on the rancor wow now it was a very different character than the, the pregen I played the night before which was a concept I was working with but some Brev had already created essentially what I was. Which which one was that? This was the uh, the trick step guy. Ah, trick step. Okay. Uh, and I loved playing that character. It was a lot of fun. A lot of you make enemies flat-footed, uh, and because you're a scoundrel, you do extra damage when you're doing that. So yeah. Very different kind of character to play. Yeah. Then I played the Jedi, and the third one I was uh, rank our treat. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it was it was really weird as a GM. It's like the first time I played it, I TPK the party, and I was like. Oh, I felt bad, but not really. Yeah, yeah right. And 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 then and then like you know you're 
because there's a real world reward for this, you know, and you're getting Reaper bucks in a bounty. Uh, compared to uh, a standard module where I'll I'll roll behind a screen, if 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 it's gonna drag an encounter out unnecessarily, um, and I I know the PCs are gonna win anyway at this point, and they're not gonna have to retreat or fall back, I might fudge a die roll. I wasn't doing that. And yeah. furthermore, I was making actively really heinous tactical decisions. Oh my god. Um, that. To try and screw you guys, the 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 guy with the force lightning and the force bubble. <laughs> I, um, as a GM myself, I love that. As a player, I hated you, hated you. Force, and yeah. the two and the two force witches, or whatever they were. Oh yeah, okay. So oh. Those those were interesting. We had we had uh, I added two just little measly CL two threats uh, to the encounter. Little little priestesses. Um, they were. Non-heroic, a uh, non-heroic three scoundrel one. Yeah. They had stymie, which is minus five to a skill check. You know, uh, they point to a PC and go ha, and they take a minus five to. Oh, for example, use the force yeah. or initiative if you're the trick step monkey. Um, and that's a swift action. And they were trained in acrobatics. They would spend their standard to fight defensively. They had a twenty-five reflex defense. They're CL twos. You couldn't hit them. I mean, uh, people played the module repeatedly. You guys figured out immediately to... Well, the, uh, it was the... I think it was just by coincidence is that this was the first group that actually took the challenge down was I think the priestess were the first two targets to go down. Yes, they yeah. were. And so, like, I think that that helped a lot. It helped a lot. An absolute lot. Uh, because they're just designed to debuff. And they had, they had a few other... They had, like, blind and fear and some forest powers designed to debuff the party, basically. And, um, yeah. It was a weird exercise. It was a really weird exercise. Yeah, I noticed when we played that you were more out to kill us like after the first round when we played in the second game. And then when I played with Brev, he was like, nah. He didn't really have that kind of, you know, I want to kill you that guys. killer edge. No. And, 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 you know, with Brev, it's like, it's so rough because that, that's the last thing Brev wants to do. Brev is such a good GM. He's, he's one of these. Very good GM, yes. Um, he's, he's one of the best GMs I've ever played with. He, he, he weaves a story, and more than anything else, he's like, I want you to have fun. You oh know, yeah, and and so it's it's so hard for him to kill a character. But as you, listeners of the podcast know, he, I mean, listen, this is the man. I mean, this is the man who sucked a character out of an airlock, yes, and gave the rest of the party a skill challenge to save her so she wouldn't die. That's ge I'm sorry, that's generous. Yeah, you were, you you weren't there for no, that. No, I wasn't there, but I heard about it. You heard about it? It was cool. Something I would do. <laughs> so was the um. Was the bounty worth it, or would you guys have done this regardless, even with the threat of failure and success? Regardless, yeah. yeah. I think just knowing that, like you know, this is like the supposedly unbeatable challenge. I mean, that 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 drives you. I think as a, as a gamer, because uh, you know, a lot of it is about you know, every so often you you just want to you you want to have player versus GM. Like I don't I don't get a lot of that anymore. Like as I've, I've as I've grown up, has all become about like the, the characters and the story, and you know, making sure everyone has fun. Like we were just saying, and this was like, all right, like you know. Go go toe to toe with this and see if you can squeak out a victory, and that's that's actually an, an interesting uh, change of pace. Charles, what do you yeah, think? I I, uh, I definitely got to agree. Every now and then, you've got to have just a, a a balls out. You're gonna die, but feel free to you know to go for that. Slim. Balls out, yeah, on the table, yeah. If you had thrown your balls out on the table, I would have given you the bounty. Oh well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are on seven, video. There's 710 uh, Reaper bucks. <laughs> 710 Reaper bucks is still there. All of a sudden, but we can't put it up on Justin TV though. <laughs> I turn it on Red Tube. <laughs> but um. So I, 
I guess the other question I really wanted to ask, well, well Paul, I mean, bounty thoughts? Yeah, oh, I loved it. Uh, okay. The idea, I would have done it without the bounty. Just really? Because there's a, there's a challenge. And it's a challenge of, as a player, are you going to be able to match wits with your GM and enjoy yourself still? And I did. If I hadn't gotten the bounty, I still would have had a great time. But that's Star Wars for me. Vince? Well, Chris. Vince? <laughs> I would have done it either way without the bounty. It was just so much fun. I never get to play, so. Now, I, I mean, you, you're an experienced GM, okay? Yeah. You guys you guys are GM. You're experienced players, yeah, yeah. okay? You, you, you all are experienced players, okay? What was hard for me, and I really want our, our listeners to think about this when they're planning an event like this, you, you brought this up with breath, okay? It was so hard for him to have that killer instinct to yeah. kill somebody. What I like about Saga and, and in general... I don't want to say Star Wars gaming in general because with WEG, I often didn't experience this, but maybe it was my GMs at the time. There tends to be a, you know, no, you're, it fosters this sense of the GM wanting the heroes to be heroes and succeed, this cinematic vision. Whereas, like, I, I think with really starting with late latter second edition AD&D, moving into third edition D&D especially, there came this mentality of, of GM versus player. I will kill you. And and uh, you know we talked about it before, uh, and and I don't know, man. I, I, it was very hard and difficult for me to do this kind of thing and try and set that mentality and, and realize that you know it's okay to have that and still have fun as long as you're doing it right. Actually, the mentality for GM versus player started with first edition D and D. Well, you'd be the man to talk about that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can, I hear you. It, it was always the goal. For, it was GM versus or DM versus players. You know, and how yeah. can I throw? In, how can I throw a monster to make my players go ah and run? Yeah, I can into a trap. Yeah. <laughs> As a GM, on a campaign level, yeah, I don't want to kill a player. I just don't. That I want to see their stories complete. I we write, you know, Kevin and I write very story-driven campaigns. Right. And I don't want to see their story end unnecessarily. On the other hand, we do give them challenges, and if there is a player death that makes sense. For them, plot-wise, that kind of thing, I'm okay with it. And if the die say it, and I can't fudge it, all right. But in a in a module situation, it feels a little different for me than than it would have if it was a campaign. Because it's a con. Because it's a con. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, it's fun to kill at a con. But it it is fun to kill. Well, yeah, at it's a, con. a one shot. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that yeah. guy's gonna hate me. He's never gonna see me again <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Who the hell cares, really? That's what I did at Gen Con. Very true. Very true. Yes. So, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about leave the great hunt behind for a moment, and let's talk about Ghosts of Memory. Now, Charles, you <laughs> watched Ghosts yes, of Memory. Yes, I, I watched a portion of it. Um, so, Charles, Charles had 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 actually came up to me on Friday and and said, "Hey, you're running this on Saturday." Or actually, it was Todd uh, Thrash that came up and said, "Hey, I got my group of friends. You know, can you um, can you can you save us some seats for the game?" And um, I was like, "You know, I should be able to do that." And I had totally forgotten that on Thursday I had promised a seat to 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 Stephanie Hauber, a documentary girl, um, as well as Vince. And so I, I was like, I only had four open spots. And so I, I went, I went to Todd's crew, you know, and all you guys. And I was like, I was like, God, I, I don't, uh, you know, can, can one of you back out? And Charles was, was like, Dude, I've gotten to play with you. It's like, you know, we, I played Star Wars, and you, he was gracious enough to, 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 to step back and, 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 you know, let, let, let someone. So else you get a bag of dice. <laughs> okay. 
I, I gave him a mini for saying thank you too. <laughs> yes, yes, the uh, the slime, that slug, slug. Yes, yes. Thank I you. painted a dire slug, oh, uh, wow. which was the. This is a uh, very, that's very, awesome. Very nice. Um, but so I mean, you you were observing. Uh, the rest of you, the three of you, got to play at some point in one of the two sessions that we did of uh, uh, events yesterday. You two on Friday, Friday evening, right. uh, regarding. Um, uh, 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 Ghosts of Memory, which is a new <laughs> Republic module I wrote actually a couple years ago, designed designed to be an introductory module for new players to give them kind of a taste of yeah. all the main unique things about this system. Um, I don't know thoughts, favorite moments. Uh, you know, I I, I definitely uh, you know sort of caught on afterwards that like this would you know though this is a great intro module. Uh, that being said, I I don't think it's it lacks, you know, flair for people who are familiar with the system. I certainly was never bored during it, um, and I think, uh, you know, it, it does touch upon you know all the different things that the, the system does that I personally think is, you know, really fun. Um, I really like the the dynamic that you put together with the PCs on that, with the different so, factions. So, so talk, talk to us about this. To, to let, let, tell the listeners about it. What are we What are we talking about here? Okay, so uh, the way that that uh, Chris uh, sets this up is that there are six PCs. And there are there are three teams of two, um, you know, two Jedi, two Sector Rangers, and two representatives from this planet that is uh, being courted by the New Republic. And uh, there's sort of this missing dignitary, and everyone has their own sort of reasons to want to uh, see this person found. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone sort of gets their own sort of like special dossier at the beginning as to like what their motivations are. And I think that uh, it definitely colors the, the sort of the, uh, the political dynamic yes. from the outset. And, and, and the mission goals aren't generally different. It's just small details that are different between the, each faction. And more importantly, it's the act of giving each player something unique that the others do not see. The intention of breeding that sense of mistrust you know, with a disparate group of people that don't trust each other, aren't supposed to trust each other from a role-playing perspective, force them to work together. I mean, how did how did you guys respond when you were playing? I mean, what were your thoughts as you were watching all this? I mean, what? Oh, so yeah, I thought that was great. I was like, oh, okay, now we've got perhaps different goals, uh, and certainly in the role playing, there were some mistrusts between the groups. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was M- more so in the Friday session. I'll be quite honest. Our yeah. our Saturday session, you guys were like, oh yeah, let's okay, all right, all right. Yeah, we also had you know, uh, I was teamed with Bradshaw, and it was oh just, yes, yeah, and it was it was. It was the two cops who just didn't trust anybody. Uh, we liked our donuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wookie cops. claws. Uh, <laughs> Every five minutes, the two, Paulie and Bradshaw, look at each other. You want to go get some donuts? Yeah. Because they were the sector rangers, so it's like, you want to go, go get some donuts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was... Um, but yeah, I mean, there was... There was a general. Okay, these. Yeah, you know, we got the Jedi. I know the Jedi are going to be goody goody and, and try and do everything great, and they're going to they're going to mess everything up. And then we also have to be very careful of this other faction. Uh, that we're trying to bull into the Republic. So there was this, I have to be diplomatic, but I have to watch the Jedi. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it I thought it added role-playing opportunity and helped people who may not have been with the system get some role-playing hooks. Yeah, I can, I can, I can totally see that. Yeah. Well, I have to say you got a lot of good elements in the game. Investigation, battle, starship battle, and then the final battle, the hard battle. What did you guys think about the skill challenge? Good. Th- I thought it was a good use of skill challenge. I didn't even expect it. It's, it's just I, I, I think I think skill challenges is one of the, one of the things that surprisingly 
uh, one of the things, surprisingly, that 4th edition D&D actually introduced to the yeah. world of role-playing uh, that was, was brand spanking new. And unfortunately, if you, if you read the 4th edition books, they never even explain the concept well. You have to actually talk to people, like developers, designers, guys like Rodney Thompson, who, right. who were like, okay, this is how it's supposed to work. And you watch them run it, and you're like, Oh God! And 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 like even even as a GM, I don't even know how I can write it successfully to portray it. But what you do is you you run one and you show up. Okay, this is how it should be done, and it's um, right. you know, and and obviously it's been expanded. To, it was expanded to Saga, but you can use the skill challenge system in almost any RPG out there that has skills. I mean, all you need is a is, is a DC a, a DC a, a table of DCs per yeah. level and, and and the hard medium and all that. It works great. You know, you, you set your successes and failures, and you, you go. It's a marvelous tool. Yeah, I mean, ever since uh, Galaxy of Intrigue came out, I think that the what I've been able to throw into my own uh, Star Wars games, I think that just being able to have guidelines to you know have like your non-combat sessions, and I, it, I love how it how it plays out. And uh, actually, the one thing about the 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 one that you you asked about how we felt about the one in in Ghosts of Memory. Uh, I was really, I really liked the way that you know it was a, it was only a complexity one skill challenge, but it still felt really urgent. I mean, given the, sorry, I don't want to ruin it for people who might play it later. It's okay. We're but, uh, spo- <laughs> spoiler alert. All right, it's spoiler okay. alert. So yeah, I mean, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the ship you're all on is you know crashing, you know, hurtling through the atmosphere, spinning out of control, and it's like, okay, like, what do you do? And just, and all of a sudden, yeah. the whole table has to come up with it, and it's. Uh, it was interesting to actually, because I came by and I was watching the other group on uh, Saturday play it and seeing how they handled it compared to our own group and like the different choices that people made. Yeah, it's you know just the, it's really informative. You see how people approach skill challenges, and I really I, I really like that. I like how you did the skill challenge. You just like don't look at your sheet. Tell me what you would do, because a lot of player, players when I played, or I should say GMs when I played. Or just like, all right, well, look at your sheet, find a skill, and tell me how you're going to apply it to the situation. And everyone's going, well, my highest skill is this. So yeah, and it, it's like it's like you know you, yeah. And that, Paul I was nodding on, furiously yeah, when you were talking. Yeah, that that particular thing is a very good way of not necessarily making it a skill challenge. Obviously, right. it's right. sort of like, what would your character do? You as the GM can say, you know, give me this type of role, give me this type of role, and and see how that goes. We Should did just recently in our legacy campaign an entire session that was an entire skill challenge. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, and it was a role playing session, and they, they got different. And it was a progressive skill challenge, so they got one done, one done, one done, and it, it felt seamless enough that it was a role playing session, but it was a skill challenge. So, but when you mm-hmm. go around the table and say, "What would your character do? What would your character do?" and you 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 don't let them even know it's a skill challenge, yeah. I do because I you know, yeah, it's a module. I think it's fair. You know, people people won't start looking at this like, well, my character will probably do this. Okay, give me the skill check. Oh, uh. And you're tracking the successes and failures secretly. Yeah. It it works. But of course it does. Yeah. Uh, you asked my favorite moments in the campaign. I didn't get a chance to answer that one. It was yeah. probably, uh, first one was when I earned the dark side point. You were like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I, I told the, the, the soldier, I said, I go, Go dig twelve graves and then dig one for yourself. <laughs> yes, we, they, they, they go across a grievously wounded stormtrooper. Uh, the the Jedi mind tricks him, uh, and and uh, the the guy the guy's close to death and basically says, um, "Go uh, 
go 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 dig graves for your go go dig graves for your fallen comrades until they're all buried. Knowing full well that level of work would probably kill him. And then go bury yourself. And then go bury yourself. <laughs> as as Pops would say, good, 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 good. That that and when I kept using forced on the end, and you're like cheap. Dude, you took out the bad guy quick. <laughs> like two two force stuns. Um and and the, the guy <laughs> got you know, so mad. Pl- pl- played the encounter properly. He couldn't get the condition to die fast enough. He rolled really well on his force stuns and spent force points to move an extra step. And uh, basically in two rounds he unconscious the BBEG. It was um <laughs> what? What, what what It was it was disturbing. I, I even tried to rebuke it and fa- and failed. Um it was yeah, it was Poor, poor dice roll in my rebuke. Next time raises fortitude, that's all. Freaking, freaking, freaking. Rubble, 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 rubble. Yes, yes, <laughs> chat room, we now have interaction with you. Our chat room froze for a second, but yes, I can see them now. Oh, they're back? They're what, back. what kind of comments are we getting in the chat around? Uh, not much. Just uh, saying, you know, hey, hi. Hey, hi. Yeah, TPK. Hey. Revan was talking about, yeah, TPK. Big surprise. Big surprise, TPK. Uh, favorite moments from the from the uh, the adventure itself, the, the lengthy adventure? Ghost of Memory? Hmm. You know, I, I'm going to have to go with the uh, the um, the crashing Starship Skill Challenge. I thought oh. that was a really, it's a, it's a very it's a very Star Wars moment. Yes. And that's, that's what I like about it. No, this one goes over here. That mm-hmm. one goes over there. I think, I think somebody said that at one point, actually. Yes. Oh, and uh, also uh, Bradshaw, like, roasting, like, nine Nelvanians alive at once or something. <laughs> 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 the Baker's Dozen. Yeah, the Baker's Dozen. <laughs> we, 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 we call that a Nelvanian Baker's Dozen. It's with a flamethrower. Whoosh. It's like, you realize you just murdered, like, 18 people in the last two rounds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We did. Star Wars Saga Edition presents Apocalypse Now. Oh, Brian being the man again. What a guy. That's why he has a following, godlike following. Vince is, Vince is like, Vince is like, you know, Vince, we can bid for you. <laughs> Whatever you want. In oh, fact, please. In fact, I, I didn't know the auction was at 2 o'clock. I thought it was at 6 o'clock. No, it's at 2 o'clock. If I would have known that, I would have kept what did you do? What did you donate to the bounty earlier? It was I donated over like 200-something. You donated like 275 Reaper Bucks. Almost 300, probably. I've got them. Yeah, he still has them. Here. I got them. All right. I'll hang out. Hit, hit it up. Hang it out. It's no, no stuff you stuff you wanted, buddy. Oh, I want that Weg stuff. We're, hey, all, we're all about bye. friendship oh, and camaraderie. Oh, see, I knew it. Yeah. Yes. In, yes. The, in the Reaper yes. auction, they have original in-box West oh. End Games pewter Star Wars miniatures. My love. It's yeah, dude. Like, it's, like, it's like my my precious. <laughs> I mean, I love Dungeons and Dragons, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, but Weg Star Wars is the game that I chewed on first. So you've been you've been you've been yammering for months now about doing a Weg cast. Uh, it's done, dude. Yes. What? Why don't you read our forums? <laughs> I haven't put it up on the forums yet. It's waiting to go live. It's there already, though. Oh, I was gonna say. We <laughs> 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 we have an announcement. Oh, what, so what, what's the official now? What's, what oh, it's, it's called Star Wars: The D6 Rebellion. Dude, congratulations! Very nice. He's, Excellent. He's waiting for five episodes in the can, but yeah. uh, I, I want to build I've, the audience first and then get on your. So you've built the forums, just not active. I built the forum, but it's just not active. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, <laughs> see, that's called faith, Vince. That's what happens. 
That's See, what happens. I told him about this morning. He's like, yeah. And Give me like, an internet connection, and I got it. Bam. <laughs> yeah. Earlier well, this you. weekend, I was telling Chris a story about one of my friends. I have this whole box of uh, Weg stuff. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'm moving. He's like, he's like, do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, like, how much do you want for it? He's like, I want to not have to move it, take it. And I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Twist my arm a little harder before you make me take this box full of really cool Gee, stuff. Gee, I'll take it. Um, you know, I um, I haven't played third edition D&D in <laughs> five years. <laughs> Um, okay. I, ref- I I I can't I can't get rid of my books. I don't know what's wrong with me. You mean what's three e? Yeah, three or right? three five. Three three five. Oh, three five. They're they're selling like mad cakes right now. Yeah. Dude, I I can't get rid of them. I, I I just no. Not not doesn't no one will buy them. I mean, I mean, I physically I physically do not wish to. I I oh, I, okay. I like I I see them on my shelf and I'm like, I can't get rid of those. Living like Living Greyhawk comes back to me, and I'm like, no, I can't. It's like I can I can use them for Pathfinder, maybe kind of. Okay, not really, but okay, I uh, uh, I can't get rid of them. No, they're my, my precious. precious, my precious. I so. found a whole box. We were cleaning up the house yesterday. I found a whole box of three five D and D books. Nice. Really, that I still have. I hadn't used. I don't know how long. Perfect binds on them, probably. Probably yeah. damn near, yeah. god damn near. Uh, there's so much I want to get on the table. I'm How just about like your uh, D20 Modern collection, dude? I only really ever have a, 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 a like three or four books. That's I, it. I, that's it. I've got I've got I've got the core. I mean, we played it. We played the heck out of it. But I've got I got I got the core rule book, um, Urban Arcana. Yeah. Um. Uh. The 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 monsters guy. The 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 what, what was it called? The enemies and uh, yeah. uh, uh, enemies and allies or or enemies and strongholds or something. something like that. Um. And I think I've got dark matter, and dark matter. That's and and, th- and that's it. That's all I've got for modern. Um. That okay. Dave's holding up right now. What I want to play now, is that the soft copy? Yeah. Oh God. Uh. That, and this is inexpensive too, man. I want to get Mouse Guard on the table so bad. And now that Reaper's got the Mouseling minis and they're so popular, it's like, uh, I was talking to Brian about this. He was saying that they w- there was an unintended consequence of the Mouseling minis that Gene Van Horn created was they did not expect them to sell like they did. And when they were talking to their people about it, their purchasers, they were saying it's because of the Mouse Guard RPG. Did they change the system recently? I heard a lot of people saying they did not like it. I can see a lot of people not liking it because it's so different uh, than anything out there. Um, it's just if if all you've ever played is like uh, even second edition or third edition D and D or like a, a map based D twenty system, it is a radical departure. Yeah, and burning um, wheel. Well, then this is actually burning wheel light. Yeah. So it's not full hardcore burning wheel, but and it, it's a radical departure. But I love really strange, unusual systems. So it's uh and, and just getting my feet wet with stuff and and um yeah. So I really I really dug that. Speaking of weird and unusual, have you ever played Hole? No. It's uh, H-O-L, since they're human-occupied landfill. Oh, yes. It was, um, what was it, like Black Dog? It was like White Wolf's, like, edgier, like, oh, spinoff company. Oh, wow. Okay. It's this, it is bizarre. If you can find it, it's probably impossible to find now. But, uh, like, it, it takes place in this, like, you know, isolated, like, garbage dump on the edge of the galaxy. And, like, there's this weird thing where, like... Um, like religion and fast food have fused together to form an organization called the Church and Munch, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
and like the like the names of your stats, it's like it's like instead of like you don't have like strength and intelligence, you have like like gray matter and like feats, like F E E T S, like for your speed and all that. Gray matter and feats. Gray matter feats, and I think like. I think like like one of them might be like like chutzpah or something like it's chutzpah. like the whole thing is like it's totally tongue in cheek and I don't think you're actually supposed to run it but I knew somebody who did and it was just like if you just want just a crazy experience there's like oh god like the, they have a whole NPC section like where like one of these like church and munch priests like always has like this like ten year old boy named Timmy with him. And if like, if you kill Timmy, like he'll like uh, there'll, there'll just be like a new Timmy will come by to replace him. It's just like it's so weird. Um, God, the GM Dom Dominic. Oh yeah. Uh, a few years ago, he he got me some copies of the old the original Ghostbusters RPG that West End produced back in the eighties, um, which is like the simplest RPG ever. Uh, oh yeah. Very, but it was I mean like perfect for teaching someone who's never played before. And there's there's like there's three abilities. I mean, that's, that's it, you know. Um, so there's that. I'd love to get on the table. Uh, Mouse Guard. I still haven't had the chance to play in Mouse Guard outside of uh, an online game. We were supposed to play Friday. Yeah. Here. But I got um, sent out of town but Dave, work. Yeah, but Dave, Dave, got, Dave was sent out of town to work. The um, easiest game to play right now, if you want to teach someone new, is called Extreme Dungeon Mastery. It's by Tracy Hickman. Really? There's base, basic and advanced. Basic involves one character stat, and that's all you have. And you can roll one d twenty, and that's it. Advanced involves three stats. <laughs> that's it. Well, there you go. And you can make a character anything you want. There's, um, I just purchased a book. Uh, uh, Greg Stoltze, uh, who's one of my icons in the gaming industry because he's, he's he's just a great guy, uh, made a, a game called Dinosaurs in Space. Oh, yeah. um, and you can actually go to Stoltze's website and download the precursor, which is just called In Space as a free PDF. Um, Uses a weird mechanic called the token effort system. Uh, dogs, the RPG, D-A-W-G-S, the, the RPG where you're playing an actual canine. Um, I've, I, I've got that. I want to get it on the table. Um, uh, eclipse phase. Oh, I've heard of oh, Eclipse phase. Oh, I love phase. that. I love yeah. that. Award winning. Cat got me the book last year. Um, it, it, the mechanics seem like they're very, very similar from a, a die roll perspective to Wifrit, uh, to Warhammer for, uh, fantasy role playing. But the setting's just absolutely amazing. You gotta um, get Gate Crashers, the next book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're just like, wow, this is this is like it's like it's like uh, steampunk, cyberpunk evolved, and it's it's transhumanism. Transhumanism. It's true transhumanism. It's just like, like this is really really good. Um, oh God, there's just, there's just there's just so so much out there. I, I want the the weirdest thing though. The weirdest thing. Hell for leather. Have you heard of this? Hell for leather. Hell for leather. You can find it online. Google it. You can get a free. There's free downloads that are with no graphics, or you can pay purchase it if you want to get get it with nice, pretty pictures. Um, Running Man style game, you know, uh, television show, televised. We kill each other. You know, all that jazz um, is the core plot. But the die mechanics, the mechanics for the game, uh, very story building and point generation, similar to Fate. But to resolve roles, you have a sheet that well, it's like a target on the table that you take to the table, and there's different zones. And as people start to do crazy things, you take D6s and stack them in a tower in the center of the sheet. And when you roll your die, you have a point outside the board you have to roll it into, like flick it like a marble, and you have to roll it into a certain zone. 
and the zone and the number on the die determines your success. And if you tumble the tower by hitting it, bad things happen. Oh my god, that nice. sounds amazing. I'm like, I, I, was, I was just like, oh god, oh my, I've got to get, yeah, so seriously, hell for leather, if you want to look at something real unusual. Alright. We've gone on a weird tangent. Uh, yeah, I really. think it's fitting for the setting. I think that's yeah, what, what this is about. Um, I think it's a good time to stop down for a bit and uh, maybe uh, uh, take a listen to uh, some species menagerie. Oh. Yes, nice. So we'll be back with you guys on the other side, and we'll talk more about ReaperCon. All right, this is Rikoshi at uh, ReaperCon 2012, and I never listened to the Order 66 podcast because GM Chris killed me twice. This is GM Teal Fox at ReaperCon 2012, and I never listened to the Order 66 podcast. This is DM Vincent from the Roll for Initiative podcast, and I never listened to the Order 66 podcast because I'm too busy playing Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Hi, this is Kevin from uh, ReaperCon 2012, and I never listened to the Order 66 podcast. Hi, I'm Huffley. Never listen Order 66 podcast. That raconteur's species menagerie, horn, tusk, and fur. For boys and girls to see the fat raconteurs, species menagerie, horn, tusk, and fur. For boys and girls to see, this one's got moxie, kids. Welcome, Gamer Nation. I'm the Fat Raconteur, and this is my species menagerie, where we bring species from around the galaxy and study them mercilessly for your gaming needs. For those that were lucky enough to get their hands on a copy of the Knights of the Old Republic campaign guide, many would have been confused or thrown off guard by the presence of the original Sith race, the Masasi. These are the bad guys. Why make them PC races? Who would play them? They're the bad guys. Well, we here at the Species Menagerie have never turned down a challenge. So GMs, how would you actually let a Masasi into your games? I thought they were the Sith. Well, there's always the evil campaign, so in that case go for broke, but... What if you don't want to do evil? The Great Sith Wars saw Exar Kun almost destroy the great majority of Masasi on Yavin 4, but it was said that a handful escaped. Some went to serve the Sith in the Jedi Civil War. Others got their act together and realized that following the Sith hasn't done wonders for them. So what are you left with? A warrior who is fiercely loyal and prefers to work with others, scorned by his evil overlords and either wants nothing to do with them or more likely wants revenge. Wait a minute, this sounds a little familiar. For Stargate fans, we're basically describing Tilk word for word. For Star Trek fans, kinda like Worf. Yes, you're hard-pressed to include them in a story outside the KOTOR era, but Great Sith Wars, Mandalorian Wars, and Jedi Civil War, hell yeah, it's all grin in my book. So, to the numbers. A whopping plus four to strength with penalties to intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. That might be a hard sandwich to swallow, but trust me, there's goodness here. First off, Masasi get free skill focus in survival. Secondly, once per encounter, they can gain the benefits of two talents. That's right, not one, but two, in the form of Uncanny Dodge 1 and 2. This means your Masasi will retain the dexterity bonus when surprised, which, by the way, can only happen once in an encounter, so it's like you get the talent for free anyways. And also, you deny the flanking bonus to your opponents once per encounter. 
And when you do, I promise you'll be glad to be a Masasi. Yes, they have the primitive ability, but they get to use a Lambrock for free. And trust me, kids, that's actually pretty cool. But we'll get into that later. Finally, the best thing about being a Masasi, duty bound. Once per encounter, when you receive a morale bonus, you gain bonus hit points to the tune of four times your level. At first level, you might be meh for hit points. At fourth level, 16 bonus hit points every encounter isn't, you know, nothing to sneer at. At 10th level, 40 bonus hit points every encounter? Well, that's just incredible. Your noble is your best friend, so buy them a drink. When making a Masasi, there's one thing you have to acknowledge. Their heritage with the Force, specifically the dark side. This means if you're making a Masasi without Force sensitivity, you're wrong. It must also be recognized that a Masasi is dumb as all hell, with penalties to intelligence, charisma, and wisdom. You definitely do not want to train your Masasi in Force powers. But Force talents? Force talents that help depict the natural toughness and inner darkness of the Masasi? Then yes, yes, this is starting to sound like Moxie. Damage reduction 10 is a no-brainer. Combined with your bonus hit points from duty bound, GMs will be hard-pressed to hurt you. Equilibrium is also delicious, allowing you to jump to the top of the condition track at your whim. Look to the dark side talent tree for the wonderful power of the dark side, which allows you to roll an additional die when using a force point and keep the highest value at the cost of gaining a dark side point. Seeing as you're using all these force points, then force boon might be a good investment as well. There's also the Talent Force Harmony, allowing you to forego the spending of a Force Point for a Force Talent once per encounter. Couple that with Force Recovery, and you are one hell of a tank. So the Landvarok, an intriguing weapon that gives you a ranged attack of 3d4, and also a melee attack of 1d8. In the Tales of the Jedi comics, you see Masasi stalk their prey, aim their shot, and fire their Landvarok with deadly precision. While you could replicate this effect with maybe aim and careful shot, I much prefer the dark side talent Consumed by Darkness, found in the Clone Wars campaign guide. As a swift action, you take a minus 5 penalty to your will defense to add a plus 2 bonus to attack rolls until the start of the next turn. Now that's a hell of an image, no? The Masasi warrior stalking his prey, then seething with the dark side before unleashing his Landvarok disc. The next thing you'll need is the feat Mighty Throw, which allows you to add your strength mod to your dex mod and base attack bonus when you use thrown weapons, much like a Landvarok. And although it isn't specifically described so in the rules, I would allow the feat combination because it makes sense to me. Since reloading takes a move action, which can get annoying, you f need to find ways to bolster your melee. Powerful charge and power attack are two great options. Rapid strike or mighty swing always work a treat, but my favorite charging feat is Fleche from Galaxy of Intrigue. Once per encounter, when you charge, you can turn any attack roll of a natural 17 or higher into a critical hit. And yes, its only prerequisite is a base attack bonus of plus one. As for classes, start out in Scout to get training in survival and stealth, along with a few other skills. Then ride the soldier boat till sunset. Put it all in a blender and puree. Well, that's it for today, folks. Again, if you have any requests, questions, comments, or flattery, send it all in a PM to the Fat Raconteur on D20 Radio's forums. And, as we say around here, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. Just don't be Gungan. My name is Kim. I'm from Copenhagen, Denmark, and I have actually listened to The Order 66. I'm Mike Bobie from Bobie's Hobby House in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, we carry plastic models, model railroads, radio control, art supplies, craft supplies, games, puzzles, kites, rockets, jewelry making, and a whole lot more, uh, including Star Wars minis. Um, and I never listened to the Order 66 podcast. Was that the Jedi outlet? No. I'm John Dotson. I've never listened to Order 66, but I was one of the first people to defeat the Gragma Lag.
Yeah, that. <laughs> oh, man. You oh. know, uh, Carlos, uh, Fat Raconteur, yeah. took it upon himself to bring the Order 66 Codex up to episode 156, and he deserves a giant shout-out. Shout out. I, I do notice. Has that been loaded up on the server yet? Do we have that available for the download uh, section? I don't know. I don't know. Well, don't golly know. gee, I, I, mean, think it, it I, think, there, I think it will be very shortly. Oh, see, Vince is a pimp. Dude, how awesome is this? Do you know this? why Vince is a stone-cold pimp? Because he just brought me and Dave Dr. Peppers. And mine has <coughs> Captain America on it. Oh, yeah. Dude, I saw the Avengers last night. What like, did you think? Um, it was okay. Oh, it was okay. No, it was good. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was good. Okay, so it was. Um, the the inherent issue in 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 watching any superhero team film is what we've seen before uh, with what we what we saw with the first X Men. Even though it was the first good movie, it wasn't about the X Men. It was about Wolverine. Okay, you can't you can't devote any type of character story to. Uh, of multiple characters to a single movie. Whedon is extremely good at doing that. Yeah. And um, I, I felt every character at least got their due, with the exception of maybe Hawkeye. And um, it was tight. It was a tight script. It was, a, it was a clean film. It was clean. It was tight. I never found myself bored or thinking that anything I was watching was extraneous. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I think I agree totally. I think I enjoyed the film on a number of levels, just like you. But uh, my wife even liked it. Yeah, you know, and that was that's a big selling point for me is the fact that I can take my wife, who's a noted um, gamer hater, to uh, <laughs> to a comic noted book gamer hater, <laughs> and she enjoyed it. Hate hate the game, not the wait. No, you don't yeah. hate the game either. What what do you do in that <laughs> case? Yeah, I, I I have to agree that was. I think all the characters got on. I think the biggest thing that Whedon was able to do, and a part of that was Ruffalo, was get the Hulk right. Oh, yeah. he nailed the Hulk. He, he nailed he did, the Hulk. He did a good job. TG, come here. TG just came back from her class. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Say that louder. What was it? What was that? Wow. I said you talk about nailing something, and all of a sudden you notice me. Yes. See. So That's we're talking. We're talking about the Avengers. Yeah. Um. And we're talking about what a clean script it was. What were, what were your thoughts? Did you enjoy the movie? I thought it was a very fun movie. What did you like about it? I think the most interesting part was all of the humor and how they actually made fun of themselves and made fun of the whole comic book thing and, and character development. Yeah, it was still very sophisticated. Yeah. The, the, the one thing, and uh, this is a massive spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet, but everyone, you always know with a Marvel movie, you go wait till the end of the credits. And... And of course, they they had a, they had a reveal for future films <laughs> right after the initial starting credits, and then if you wait till the very end, mm. they carry over oh. the joke where they're eating at shawarma. Shawarma. <laughs> and that was that's the f I think that's the funniest sight gag I've seen in a movie in years. That yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just like Steve Rogers, just like resting on his hand, like not even like looking up, just like <laughs> the, the blissful, the blissful <laughs> exactly. look on Mark Ruffalo's face as as Bruce Banner as he's eating shawarma is just is classic. It's like ah, and they all they all and they the rest just look exhausted. Yeah, and Thor's Thor's two fisting. Uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> yes, very very good. So very nice. So how is the comic going for you, TG? You, have a, you just got out of your class. 
Yeah, it's going pretty good. Yeah. So we were going to talk about this. Um, so obviously painting is a big part of, of ReaperCon uh, and, and miniatures. Oh, and Vince Vince is giving TG oh, the, bow, yeah. the bow down. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so TG entered her first piece ever into uh, competition. Squee. Squee. <laughs> Squee. Um, uh, entered, entered your first piece ever into competition. And um, t so it's not like a traditional competition I mean, in terms of how they give you awards, I mean. So, so a typical competition in anything, you have first, second place, first, second, third place winner, and that's not really necessarily the case here. Now, they still kind of have that because they give Sophie awards in each category, but they also take every single piece that's entered and, or one piece for each person that's entered, and they rate them based on the quality of that particular piece. They're not ranking them relative to anybody else that has entered. They look at that piece individually. How well was the painting? How well, well was the blending and the lighting effect and the basing and the creativity and all of the different elements that go into it. Now who's, who's doing these ratings though? Well, it's judges. So each piece has three different judges that go to it and they kind of shift around and, and it's it's pretty much all of the the pretty well-known um, professional, as I like to call them, painters and sculptors for Reaper that are going up there and doing that. Uh, it's a pretty intensive and long process, it seems, but they've got it down pat, and uh, they seem to do a really good job with it. And what are the levels that you can be awarded? Well, you can get a certificate, a bronze, uh, a bronze medal, or metal, as I like to call it um, <laughs> a silver medal or a gold medal and and, and so and basically no matter what you're gonna get a cert right I mean right right so you get a certificate of, of participation uh, for at least one of your pieces and then you've got um, the bronze obviously above that silver gold Very nice. and uh, obviously your piece uh, what did, what did you get I actually got a medal she I cried it. with joy. I expected nothing more than a certificate, but. Oh, and they announced another award from last Ooh, night. Look, there's my mini up on the screen. Very nice. They were just announcing the diorama winner because yesterday they had a little bit of a snafu with the calculations for it, so um, they had to re-announce it today. Very nice. So you bronze. I bronze. You bronzed. It's absolutely huge. Uh, first entry um, and got some good feedback, but yay! So congrats to TG. Thank you. Yay. 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 Yet another award in the long list of awards given to people associated with D20 Radio. Yeah. <laughs> D20 Radio is going to take credit for everything, right? Of course. Yeah, of course we are. Because without this, nothing was possible. Credit and or ownership. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, what are you going to do now? I don't know. Bum, bum, bum. Oh We're going to keep podcasting. Boy. I'm going to go paint. Go paint. Have fun. All right. Have fun painting. <laughs> say, everyone say bye, TG. Bye, TG. Bye, TG. Bye, TG. Bye, TG. <laughs> Ha <laughs>
Oh, hey, there's your Mexican standoff up on the inter- on the tube. Oh, I loved the Mexican standoff. Oh, that looks uh, cool. It was it was all these seventies era characters like pointing guns at each other, and it was on a rotating record, so it was moving, and they had a disco ball on top, and he had painted the points of light coming down from the disco ball. Nice. And it was it was excellent, wonderfully done. So, <coughs> in the time we have left um, before the before the auction, because we, we wanted to we wanted to wrap it up. We, we got to wrap it up for the auction. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to talk about Edition Wars. Edition Wars. Oh, well, you know, that's that's the thing. So now we're kind of wrapping up the show, right? Sort of. Sort of. So why don't we transition into uh, pseudo-post? Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll Who do that. It? I'm Darren West. I listen to the uh, podcast Order 66, and my brain is fried because the Great Hunt fried it. Uh, my name is Lucas. I never listened to the Order 66 podcast because my iPod broke. Liner. Hey, this is Todd Thrash, Blue Weasel, and I'd never record a liner for the Order 66 podcast. That takes it to a whole new level. Hi, this is Stephanie Haber, a.k.a. Documentary Girl, and I never listened to the Order 66 podcast. This is The Hov. I'm here at Reapercon 2012. And I still never listen to the Order 66 podcast. And your son is looking at me like I'm about to kidnap him. Well, he is some of my best work. Hi, I'm Huffley. Yes, let's Day 20 Radio, where gamers roll. www.d20radio.com. This podcast and related websites are not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox, or Wizards of the Coast, and are intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at StarWars.com. The official Wizards of the Coast site can be found at Wizards.com. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, D20 logo, D20 system references, all names, pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademark and or copyright of Lucasfilm Limited, Wizards of the Coast, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast and its related website, including graphical, textual, audio, and visual information, is the intellectual property of the Order 66 podcast. Post show? go we have, we have returned it uh, so oh yeah um <clears throat> so edition wars yes uh we were we were very fortunate and kind enough to to uh let reaper say to us you know you guys can do whatever you want to with your table so we did and i put two games of edition wars on the schedule and we had a bunch of people play that never played before the first game, we had so many people come up that I, like a fool, uh, despite the fact that the game was designed for three to five people, let a six person play. Nice. Um, How'd that go for you? Slow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was still fun. It was still, it was still fun. Um, it, but it was slow. Uh, it, it was, I, I don't know. I, I just it, as, a, as, as a designer, maybe you're hyperly critical. But uh, it, 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 made, it made sense to me that, that why we why this particular game and the way we designed it was limited to five people. Yep. So, I don't know. All right. So, you guys have played. I'm not going to say a damn thing before I just get your thoughts on Edition Wars. I mean. All, all three of you have played? All yes, three. Yeah. All three. And obviously, we designed it. So, so yeah. We're a little. You know, I'm just. Yeah. We're Thought, biased. Biased. Thoughts? Vince? 
It sucked. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of another game I was telling Chris, and, but he's like, every game reminds you of another game anyway, so. Good game. Good pace. Good funny little sayings on these cards, and I love the full-on gamer. <laughs> um, great uh, great cards you guys did and all those sayings, and you made it very fun. It was like half... Half the enjoyment for me was was not so much like yeah it was fun to play but when you pick up a card and you're like <laughs> that was yeah. and we kept fighting over that one character Draconis whatever his name was oh, yeah. oh yes yes in y'all games Dr Draconis would be happy to know um, he was he was the gamer that was continually ward over, ward yeah. over and all the times we played uh, Draconis got ward over a lot full on did so did Andy Hurley get ward over a lot Brian F and Hurley was the one Brian, Brian F, F and Gallagher, Gallagher. That's yeah. Brian F. Gallagher. All right, Pablo. Yeah, um, I love the pace of it. It's uh, I, I like that it's designed not, you know, for like four to you know four to five people really. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not overwhelming. Easy to pick up. The rules are very easy to pick up, and that is you can go and take this, teach somebody five minutes. You're probably playing. Yeah. And that's that's great for a card game. I love that. That's good. Yeah, no, I uh, I can't wait for uh, my copy to get in, and I can uh, spread this to uh, my buddies out in California. And uh, again, I'm looking forward to seeing you know those those reactions when they when they draw cards and they're like, oh god, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I know like most that. of these people. When favorite I see them. favorite card that you see? Oh, I, on the spot. What? I, I'm uh, partial to that gaming table of awesome. The plus two gaming table, table of awesome. awesome. Yeah. Look, very nice. Chuck Hirsch just would say, "Awesome, awesome." Uh, you know, I th I think just for like sheer like made me like laugh like an idiot. I think the the gaming props with the <laughs> oh the the, rep the replica, <laughs> the replica props. props yeah didn't we uh, I believe Didn't you had, you had that one and you got spilled game. soda on yeah. it right I think we yeah. got spilled soda on that early yeah. on in this game let it's me let, like, me, let just me find like reading the description of that like. Kill, yeah, replica props. There we go. Boffer weapons, magic missile bean bags, wizard cloaks, and the very finest in warped steel weaponry from Pakistan. Your gamers have the tools to be both awesome and annoying. Uh, Chris, you got to pull out the uh, the significant other text message and phone message one. Oh god, and show I gotta Gamer find Nation those. that card. That I've is gotta, hilarious. I've, I've got to find those in the deck, man. Those are those are pretty good. Um, uh, but 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 very. Yeah, very, very good. I mean, uh, I don't know. It it was it was a hoot to actually play this with people outside of our play group for a change. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, outside of our, our, our and our, our friends that are te that helped us beta test this. Um, it was a little bit of um, I don't know validation. It, it's like it's like yeah, okay. It, it's not just us. We're not crazy. And the people that play tested for us who happen to know us, they aren't just you know giving us a full you know. Uh, a, a, a nice little reach around. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, they they actually did did enjoy it and uh, that yeah it was it was really good validation. Yeah, our, our our whole our whole thinking has changed with you know kind of debuting this, playing for the first time because this was this was the first time that it really really didn't treat it as a play test, because there's not a damn thing we can change about it at this point. <laughs> anyway, it's all locked down. Did you guys have the text? Oh, text message from the from the other or the phone other? call. From the phone call? No. No. Uh, it was stolen. It. it was stolen. It was taken from I'm us. Probably just not finding it. But um, my personal favorite is Righteous Dog Fart. Oh, that that is another good. One. The art on that one is uh, impressive. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 he did he did a very a very good job uh, with with that one in particular. 
Um, you don't have in, in your in your hand of uh, of swags and critical effects. You don't have the. Uh, I do not have either of those. No. Okay. Uh, there's the text message from the significant other. This dreaded communique usually signals the end. Of, the end of the session is imminent, and at the very least, brings it to a halt for half an hour. Yeah. Um, both GMs involved in the battle lose their special abilities for the battle, which you know. Yeah. Yeah, it generally tends to happen when when you get the text message from the significant other. Then there's the phone call. I have no clue where that is. I don't think I have it in my hand. Um, but the the phone call is uh, uh, both gamers are for both GMs are forced to immediately discard a gamer from their hand. Um, and when the two are played together, even more bad things happen. Very good. But we've all been there. We've all experienced it. Oh, there we go. There, there, there it is. There it is. The ultimate death of the session. When the call comes, everyone knows the game is over with a capital O. Uh, oh. Very, very nice. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's really fun to see this in production and play, uh, and, and 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 talk to people playing it. Um, we had people. I was just shocked. You know, we ran a session Thursday and Friday night. People that I do do not know, have no clue who they are. They came up to the table. Was like, is this where that new game is being baited? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. You want to? But sure. <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a hoot. Yeah, absolute hoot. So you liked it, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed playing it. I'm behind. I'm behind here. Yeah. I enjoyed playing it. It was fun. Yeah, now that I'm playing it without a sense of trying to analyze everything that we do, yeah. which I think we still kind of do a s analysis every time we play it, but yeah. it, um, it seems to be flowing just fine. You know, I mean, you get a sense for the rules, even some of the sticky things. You can just figure it out. Yeah. You know, there's just... There's nothing to it. It's like, it, have so. you played a card game before? Yes. It's like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, the beautiful thing is that um, uh, you should pre-order it right now on the uh, GamerNation.org. <laughs> or go to EditionWars.com. Or go to EditionWars.com. Very easy to remember. Yeah, pretty uh, much. And go ahead and give it the pre-order. Uh, yep. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, but in that good sort of, like, con afterglow way. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get home last night until one, and it was like, uh, I'm I'm just utterly exhausted. Oh, we forgot about the dice. Oh, oh the we dice got dice pretty, in. pretty dice. Yeah, I made a uh, I made a post about this. Uh, can't quite reach it. <laughs> yeah, we got the we got the dice in for both uh, the new D20 Radio Gen Con dice and the Gamer Nation Studios dice. They're gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. Trying to move it in the middle so, so that the camera actually focuses on it, and it doesn't. And there it goes. Oh, it, it tried. It does. It does. So I have to do one thing. Uh, I have been hesitant to interrupt him because he's in the middle of a game, but I have to do this. Oh, ho, ho. I, so uh -oh. I'm, I'm going to interrupt uh -oh. him rudely. Live Greg, how's your Pathfinder game? Is. It's going all right. How's this Pathfinder game going? It's going terrible. Nobody's dead. Oh. You heard it first. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> we had to interrupt the legend. No, we're waiting for the lightning to strike because we—he just interrupted God Himself. Yes, God of the Pathfinder world. How how far into a TPK is he there? No <laughs> one's died yet. <laughs> yet, <laughs> he's very upset. Ah, uh, yeah, he's so crying uh, behind his GM screens. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, once again, another Reaper Con comes to an end. Yeah, and. We have the auction coming up here in golly gee, less than 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I still got to decide what I want to go bid on. I say last year I bid on coming back this year. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what and we won. won. <laughs> that's wow. right. Yeah, that's how I got back here. 
well, took every re- took every Reaper buck I had, but you know. Wow. And mine. Oh yeah, and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's but very hey, true. you know, two people thrown in Reaper bucks, two people get admission. That's how it works. Yeah, it worked. Uh, yeah. It works. It yeah. works that way well. Well, you know, the, the admission cost here is so high. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Like it's it's, I mean, it, it's bank breaking. It's ba- that, that thirty dollars for the four day pass yeah. just just kills you I, I, every I, single time. I spent more than that on barbecue last night. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. Yeah, uh, every. Oh yes. Speaking speaking about cons. Um, um, one thing, yeah, and Vince Vince mentioned this. Pa- pa- pass this up, dude. So um, we didn't have our traditional announcement section, but there is another con coming up in this area. If you guys live here. Um, mm-hmm. dude, tell, tell us about this, man. This is a good con. I was not aware of it. Uh, North Texas RPG Con. It's the beginning of June, June 7th to the 10th. It's in Irving, right near the airport. And the focus of the con? Old school gaming. D- as in? As in uh, any game you could think of before the 90s. Very interesting. interesting. So if you, if, you, if, you, if you want to get your, your, your OD&D or your first ed, ed, first ed or even second ed fix second on. Second edition, yeah. I mean, it, hey, you know what? You know what? I actually have something for this, just in case. If you remember. Oh, <laughs> oh, there we go! Thank wow. You. Our, annou- our announcement. The old announcement. That just one. took the me old back. See what he did there. Our featured podcast of the week is very nice. I just had to do it again. Man, I feel like you're gonna get shut out like cinematic attic now or something. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, but like I know, like I mean, probably probably Weg Star Wars. I oh mean, yeah, God. Uh, uh, Legends will be there, like Frank Menser, uh, oh, wow. Jeff D. Uh, people created villains. The vigilantes will be there. Uh, wow. A lot of artists from the past will be there. That old school uh, 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 Robert E. Howard fiction book cover style, you know, the wow. the classic. Yes. Uh, I, I love the old school art. Um, uh, it, it, it will always have, it's it's so it's so deliciously nerdy. You will always have a place. Uh, uh, it, you know, we, it, it, the evolution of fantasy art in the like in the last thirty years. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you, you look at like the covers of the old TSR books and stuff, yeah. and and you and you compare it to some of the stuff that's coming out now. And you know, I mean, we have we have fantasy novels that are you know HBO series now. And it, oh yeah. You know, uh, this this uh, con rivals Gary Con at this point. Really? Wow. And uh, in the new like they have like the 25th anniversary uh, book for Shadowrun, and uh, right inside the front cover, the first page is the cover of first edition Shadowrun, oh, wow. and it's that like really like old school like uh, it's it's, it's kind of cool like the, the book is gorgeous. I don't know if you've seen it, but like wow. just like very like, before you even get to the title page, it's the first edge Shadowrun cover. Wow. Nice. Wow. So is uh, Star Wars Saga Edition in the old school? Well, it's it, that that, that, no, that qualifies, it qualifies now, doesn't it? Qualifies now, I guess. Well, no, that qualifies as a dead game. As a dead all. game, but not not old school. Technically. Oh yeah. yeah you were so mad when I handed you that pin over Gen Con. For the day. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is like, all right. Dave's like, threw it to the side. Fresh wound, Vince. Fresh wound. Oh man. So good announcement. Thank you. Wonderful. The con's coming up. Gen Con is also coming up. Boom. Gen Con, yeah, I've heard about that. A little little con. Little con. Yeah, the well, <laughs> we the um, event registration event went registration live this morning. Went live this morning, um, and uh, a lot of people have been registering for their events, getting their wish lists in. I didn't register anything. I well, I'm working. Yeah. Ha. Uh, um, I've I've got Cat getting uh, getting us tickets for uh, True Dungeon, which is nice. It's nice of her to do that. 
Um, and I'll probably grab a couple things. Uh, D20 Radio is planning on actually running a couple games. Myself, I'm going to be running a couple Star Wars games. They're not in even the event catalog yet. And be honest, because I've not been able to coordinate yet with the two GMs that are running Black Nova Gambit with me as to exactly when we're going to do it. Fortunately, we can do late entries, and we'll just, we will post it up and announce it the instant it goes up for registration. Um, I would like at least one event to be officially sanctioned so we know we can get a good solid solid set and sell some tickets for it. Um, but plus, having it done after the fact means that somebody who doesn't know us isn't going to find it in the catalog and go, ooh, that sounds fun, and grab the tickets early. It'll be one of those things that you need to know that it's there to go look for it after the fact, which ensures we'll have our, 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 our D20 Radio alums and our fans there you know, to do it. And uh, I'm all about that. But we're going to announce it when it comes up, both on the podcast as well as the forums and Twitter. So keep your eyes glued. You can follow me at GM Chris. I'm GM Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi. <laughs> yeah, likewise, after the fact, my mouse guard stuff's going to go up, too. This is going to go undone. Yep. TG Do I want to hear a voicemail from Jaina? Uh-huh. Uh-oh, TG is back, and uh, sure, we're playing. Sure. Hey, put it on speaker so we can put it through. Let me see if I can do that. I think we have a voicemail from baby Jaina. Inbound, on inbound as we speak here on the Order 66 podcast. Aww, can't hear it on the Order 66 podcast. Oh, I thought you could. Do, I thought you could do. Oh, I thought you could do speaker. What a bummer! It's too soft. You know, I, I, I've got an, I've got a tool that'll allow you to uh, pipe through your iPhone straight into my uh, mixing board. We have the technology. We have the technology. We have the technology. We can make it better, stronger, faster. Better, faster, stronger. That 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 they don't kill me. All right, let's see if that works. It may blast our ears out, but. Okay, say hi, mommy. Hi, mommy. Say I love you. Say see you later. Hi, mommy. Hi, mommy. I heard it. Yeah. Barely. Oh well, then play it again, Chris, and we'll uh, we'll turn it up, right, I'll play, I'll so play. that way you can hear it in here. The the grandparents were gracious enough to watch the Munchkin uh, uh, Janeling uh, for the con, which was which was very nice. How awesome! Uh, allowing TG and I to do crazy things like this. So yes, thank you, TG. That was cool. <sighs> well, guys, I seem to have lost the chat room again, but yeah, yeah. We're coming through. Final thoughts on the con? You know, I, I I need to make this a thing. Been here two years in a row now. I got to you know, got to come back. This is. This is my new, my new, my new spring deal. I think. Well, it's not like you don't know people here. No, exactly. You know, in in far away, Denton. <laughs> in, in far away, in mystical far Denton, away, the land of Denton, Reaper Tower, Texas. where adventure roams, and heroes fall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Denton. If there's uh, a bright center to the universe, uh, it's about thirty minutes from Madison. Yeah, it's about thirty <laughs> minutes from Madison. Um, yeah, I'll be back next year. I live in the area. Uh, it's a great con. One of the best things about this con is is that most people come and game, and their pickup groups here are amazing. I've noticed that. They're just amazing. I, you know, it's very rare that I'll run into a complete asshat at my yeah. table. It's almost impossible I'll run into somebody who at least who, who is incompetent. Um, You're a douche. Yeah, you, you rarely find it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't yet. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Oh, wait a second. 
The Devastator has a question. What's the Devastator's question? How do I defeat Cyborg level 42 when I only have a staff of Eldron and no cape of cloak? Prayer. Yeah, you have to pray, dude. Uh, you have to pray. That's it. That's all you can do. Um, that's really all you can do is, is, is pray, and, and that's it. Yeah. Can kill yourself? Is that what you said? Kill yourself? Soil, soil. Reaper run. No, it's Reaper con, but that's all right. And this is a Star Wars podcast on top of that. Wow. Yeah, I, I, that that question, like, what language is that? I I only speak English, Japanese, and bocce, so like, I, I don't even know <laughs> what, what that just asked. Like. It's a trade language, bocce. Vince, final thoughts on the con? Final thoughts. Denton, Denton, Denton. The only place I know that there's a sign that says fine farts on it if you go downtown. <laughs> that is Denton. One, one side says fine arts, the other side, fine farts. Yes. It's very, very nice. Uh, I like the con. I'm glad I came here to Denton, Texas. At least for the con. Well, I came, I came <laughs> for the con. You know, sc screw life. You know. <laughs> screw jobs and everything like that. I'm going near Order 66, man. No. That's right. My wife got the transfer and came here, so I just happen to be near you guys now. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, so. Um, and you'll be seeing me, me here more often as I'll be helping Brian organize things, so. Hell yes. We are, um, as we're nearing, go, getting back to Edition Wars, as we're <laughs> nearing the uh, the final proof copy coming in. And uh, full production. Um, we are. Oh, by the way, yeah, the Devastator. What do we do for a living? We're game designers. That's not our living. Well, it is for me now. I just quit my job. Professional podcaster. Can I have your job? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, in all seriousness, the the game should be in full production next week, and. Delivery somewhere in the last week of July, which means that we will have time to have a launch party Ooh. here in Dallas. Reaper. Not at Reaper. Aww. It'll be at um, Madness, probably. Maybe Madness. Um, yeah, depending where we get the space. It'll probably be at Madness, I would Plano, imagine. Plano, Texas. Plano, yeah. Oh, Plano. This is the one in Denton. Yeah, Plano, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll have details up about it. Yeah, either that or we'll inhabit Reaper, one or the other. I'm sure they would let us Brian would let us in here on a paint day. I certainly, certainly believe so. Yep. So, yeah, that's, uh, you guys keep your calendars marked for the first weekend of August because that's what we're probably going to target Saturday probably and give us a couple of weeks before. Hey, you can make it on the, make it on the 18th on my birthday. Oh, we'll be, we'll be, uh, <laughs> we'll be uh, at uh, Gen Con on the 18th. Yeah. That's right. very true. <laughs> or at least I plan on being at Gen Con on the 18th. Oh, yeah. That's right. Y'all have, have all bought the game at this table? I have not, but I will be. Uh, oh, well, here you go. And we have the uh, opportunity to do so right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> pure yeah, no, pressure. I, I, I was in the Kickstarter, so I'm all good. There's a card like that. Yeah. I was in the Kickstarter. 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 Well, guys, I want to thank you all for joining us uh, for this little little episode here at ReaperCon. And thanks for playing Star Wars with me, man. I had a great time in this con, dude. It was fun. Uh, I don't get to get to play very often. I GM more, uh, and it's been great to just get my Star Wars on. Yeah, man. I I, I always have a blast playing at ReaperCon. It's it's good stuff. So. Yeah, I need I need to like brainwash some of my friends to want to GM Star Wars. Like, like everyone like what, like they always look to me. It's like, hey, we want to play Star Wars. Everyone's like looking. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, what's your what's GM, dude? It's hard to walk away from. No, it, it is. So that's what we do. Great it, right? power and it responsibility. It means you do well, though. It means you're doing well. Yeah. 
let's play Star Wars. And I was like, well, if you're not a Jedi, it's not worth playing. It's just like, oh, I can't oh. stand that. Well, not in oh, this system. No. Not in this not system. Not in this system. <laughs> Tagorian Grappler Jedi? versus Jedi. Guess who wins? Guess who wins? <laughs> Tagorian Grappler. Yes. That's, you know what? Maybe there'll be a specialized ReaperCon event last year. Last year, you versus GMC. You email me your character one week before the con. We'll have a one-on-one -on -one battle, and no matter what you give me, I'll beat it. Ooh. Nice. I think the gauntlet is the thrown. The gauntlet has been thrown. Gauntlet has been thrown. Maybe we could televise it. Have bets on the side. Oh, oh hey, dude. It'd be like the Hunger Games. I, we can have a ju uh, Justin TV. Yeah, the Hunger Games. That'd be awesome, yeah. man. Have, have, have TG play by come play. by with the Absolutely. round number cards? TG coming by with the boxing the boxing cards. Round one. As Chris rolls the dice slowly. Very nice. Very nice. Chris's strategy on rolling the dice with the D20 is amazing. I love the backhand motion that Paulie used flicking those damage dice. I could see the beads of sweat forming on his forehead. Oh, look at that. It was on the 20 and it rolled over onto the 2. Oh. Have you seen ESPN Magic the Gathering tournaments on ESPN? <laughs> on ESPN. On ESPN. Uh, well, well, two. Uh, like, I mean, like, on ESPN five. Like. It's on the Ocho. Yeah, the Ocho. The Ocho. If it's almost that. a sport, we have it. <laughs> I tuned into that one day and it's like, oh my god, he turned the card over. I'm like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all of those manas. <laughs> I'm imagining people who don't even know what they're talking about trying to comment on it. Look at all of it. those manas. Boy, they're really working the magic's cards. <laughs> oh, oh no. look! Oh. Wow, it's 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 Mishra's factory. I wonder what they make there. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's a very Christopher Wild. Oh, I think show. I just punched my own nerd card for the last time. I think I'm, uh, I'm I think done. We're done. <laughs> and there's a funny story about Chris's hat while he's rolling his dice. Yes, here's a funny story. Anecdotal, yeah. Here's an anecdotal story about GM Chris. As a young boy, he was raised by wolves in the Serengeti Desert. <laughs> Close up Chris's car. <laughs> God. Gamer Nation, thank you all for tuning in. We will be back in two weeks or less. This is GM Chris thanking DM Vince, GM Teal, DM Teal Fox, Polly, of course, Kev. Gotta love you, Rikoshi. Thank you. Aww. I greatly appreciate it. Dave, TG, everyone else. This is yeah. GM Chris wishing you peace, love, and good gaming. And keep them dice a rolling.